This is the Future Forward Argos podcast, where we're exploring tomorrow, today, on the radio. Catch us live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. on Student Who's Radio. Imagine this, a long runway, pulsing music, models wearing funky designs, and a fashionable crowd sipping champagne. You might have guessed it, we're at a fashion show. But we're not in Paris or London or New York. We're in Aarhus. And at this fashion show, things feel a little different. The clothing is glowing and blinking in the shadows. The runway is floating on water. And an electro opera singer is serenading the audience with her predictions for the future. This was Olhus Walks on Water, a fashion tech show held outside the Doc One Library this September. It was the culmination of an international competition that asked emerging designers to tap into their inner techie, their muse, the fashionista of the future. Eight finalists from around the world were chosen to showcase their tech-inspired designs. The organizers set up a floating runway on the Aarhus Harbor to create a spectacle for citizens in the city. An expert panel of judges awarded 10,000 euros to the best in show. It's part of a larger trend in the fashion industry, where designers weave hardware and software into the clothing we wear every day. And it's more and more likely to come to your closet. Levi's just teamed up with Google to create connected fabric that lets wearers change their music by tapping their jacket sleeve. Adidas just announced it will be 3D printing 100,000 pairs of sneakers by the end of 2018. Now Aarhus, it seems, wants to be a part of that fashion tech future. Which seems a little odd, right? Aarhus doesn't have the tech savvy of Berlin, and it certainly doesn't have the fashion pedigree of Paris. But what it does have, I found out, is history. Marianne Huang, the organizer of Aarhus Walks on Water, explained this to me while at the Doc One Cafe a few days after the show. Aarhus and region greater Denmark is a... a Huge and old tradition for textile. You know, the merchants would uh, sell wool from the region where they would have all the sheep and things like, like that. Uh, but also having the first like textile mills, uh, that kind of industrial uh, revolution. And now, like growing into, we have actually the largest uh, part of the uh, national revenue on textile and clothing uh, within this region. That said, the textiles industry in Denmark has been hit hard in the last decades. Employment dropped 80% from the 70s to 2000s, according to a study by the Aarhus School of Business. So Huang said now is the time for innovation. So you have like an old backbone of industry. And this industry is now has been doing a lot of outsourcing, but has also been looking at you know new production, new material. And we have some really great players in the region who have been doing functional textiles uh, and development on that. Fashion students have also heard that tech is key to future jobs. Tia Maria Yakola, one of the finalist designers, just graduated from Aarhus's Via University College. There is a lot of opportunities and uh, it's all about that schools don't teach that much about it. And I see it's going to go in the future more to that way. Well, there's a lot about this like functionality about like having garments uh, like in the safe way also like that it can measure your heartbeat. It can show you like 
if something is wrong with your body, like in this way, like in the smart ways. Okay, so it's clear that this is where the industry is headed. And it's clear why this is important that Ohu starts to develop talent for the future of the industry. So what did that look like on the runway? Yakola's designs were some of the most avant-garde of the entire night. She showed a brown furry dress accessorized with glowing LED light-up eyes and massive felt red lips, like the model was wearing a light-up Furby. Another dress featured feathery tulle shoulder pads with a torso-sized microphone outlined in glowing blue. For her, fashion tech was a way to create designs that were playful, kooky, and fun. More about challenging the audience to think differently about what clothing is and what it could be. Not all the designs were so outlandish, however. Ukrainian designer Miroslava Vitoka and French material scientist Manoli Peterson designed with dark colors and rich fabrics. They integrated tech in a very subtle way. One of their coats had tiny, intricate cutouts, just highlighted by small LED lights inside the lining, Peterson explained. It would be a small light, like uh, jewelry. It's not something that's flashy, but it's something that makes her coat a little bit spatial, and you have to pay really attention in, before detecting that, oh, it's because there's, there's light on. So we're trying to make the lining not overtake the, the garments, but more about um, to make the garments a little bit more lively. The designer also used natural fabrics and dyes for the clothing. And that's actually pretty innovative. Sustainability of fabrics in an industry notorious for waste and pollution is another way to think about the future of clothing. The choice that she has made in terms of fabric is a reminder that there are biodegradable fabrics. The zinc and the wool are, material, are natural materials. It's kind of like a reminder to be sustainable. Other designers use technology as a way to tell a story. Taiwanese designer Yi Yu Chen's line was inspired by a mysterious forest setting. She used crystals and whimsical patterns to bring animals and plants to life on her clothing. The topic is about technology, but uh, my concept is more like a natural light, and it's about walk inside a dark forest at night, which is almost like a dream. It's, it's one of one of very essential piece here that you can see the light is on the print on the owl's eyes so that it looks like the owls, they are moving. Sounds pretty dreamy, right? The judges agreed. Chen walked away with the top prize at Aarhus Walks on Water, winning 10,000 euros to keep creating fashion tech. Okay, so as you probably heard, most of the designers focused on LEDs to light up their clothing. That's technology, but it's not exactly connected fabric or heart monitoring material. Aesthetics, it seems, are the first step. Function is still a little bit in the future for many designers. And there are a lot of challenges ahead. Technology development is expensive, and it takes a lot of time. Wires and cables must be taken out of clothing before they're washed. Designers, like Yakola, said there are issues with battery size and power. Well, of course, the limitations of how much you can have the lights in it, like for the wires and everything, like how much power you can have in one garment, that that gives the limitations a little bit <laughs> that you cannot have the full, what your imagination might want on the stage. Basically, you might say fashion tech is in prototype mode right now. The promise is there, but there's still a lot of experimentation and mistakes ahead. But 
That isn't to say it couldn't be coming to your closet sometime soon. Even light-up clothing could easily go from the runway to the street, Huang pointed out. Using something like light for embellishment, but also for communication. Obviously, in, 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 in Denmark, which is like uh, half of the years, it's, you know, it's dark. And we are a bicycling community, biking community. Obviously, fashion tech could mean something. Forward Aarhus podcast, where we're exploring tomorrow, today, on the radio. Catch us live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. on Student Aarhus Radio. Radio.